Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good Friday morning. Welcome in to the Illini Enquirer podcast. It's Jeremy Warner. Live in London, Ontario, Canada, where I am here for the Brown Brothers draft party. But Joey Wagner was at the center of the world last night in the sports world as he was in Kansas City for the 2023 NFL draft. And Illinois football has a top five draft pick. Devin Witherspoon goes number five overall to the Seattle Seahawks. You will hear in a little bit from Pete Carroll, um, who just waxed on about Devin Witherspoon, as you'd expect, uh, as his team used a number five pick on him. But Joey Wagner, you were there. We'll talk about what this means for Spoon, what this means for Illinois, uh, and uh, what we expect the rest of the weekend. But what was that moment like when Devin Witherspoon was drafted number five overall and to see him walk on that stage and and hug hug, uh, Roger Goodell? Yeah, it was – I'm trying to think of the right word because, like, we've not covered that before, Jeremy. So, like, you see it, you think back – my mind back to the very skinny freshman in 2019 who was late to camp. And I – like, it's kind of a long journey for him and a guy who stuck through Illinois through coaching changes and was a new guy. Like, that's such a – a played out story about him and it should be because it's a heck of a story. Uh, you, you didn't know, like we, we asked him all week, like, what, what do you think it's going to be like? And he said, I don't know. I don't want to think it's going to be one way or the other because I want to let the moment happen. And it was a very spoon moment for those of us who have gotten to know him a little bit. He threw his hands up and, and hugged Roger Goodell. And that was really the reason, one of the key reasons he wanted to go to Kansas city was to have that moment. He said, it's a once in a lifetime deal. So it was, this is really big for Illinois, Jeremy. It's it's huge for Devin Witherspoon. We should start there, obviously. He, he goes to Seattle that – I mean, they, they've got a history of defensive backs, man, and he joins a pretty good defensive backfield with a really, really good head coach. Uh, they also may have won the first round of the draft. They had a heck of a day yesterday. and uh, it, Good for him, man. What, what, a, what a long road uh, for that kid. 
Yeah, I saw some graphic. I forgot who tweeted it out, so apologies. But they were looking at the top ten draft picks, and they had the stars like in in emojis of of all the stars of every player that won the top ten, yeah. all five and four stars, and then Devin Witherspoon right in the middle at zero. And I don't feel bad about twenty four seven sports not even rating him. I'd rather have that than some random three star because. I had like I was asked uh, I went on with Dave Softy Moore, who's kind of the sports radio guy in Seattle last night. They had me on, and they said, "Well, a lot of Seahawks fans are are looking up who the heck is Devin Witherspoon. How many are watching Illinois football, right?" And I said, "Well, I was the same way four years ago when he committed to Illinois. You're looking up like who is this kid?" But Kenodo Hudson stood on the table for him. You caught up with Kenodo uh, about that, and um, you know I think this just shows that you know obviously Devin Witherspoon has talent. Like he has NFL athleticism, speed, but this is just a reminder that in life, if you have talent, if you have opportunity and he earned opportunity um, and you work hard and you persevere, you have a chance to, to accomplish great things. And, and Devin Witherspoon's a great example of that. And, and I just think it's a really high floor pick for Seattle. I think, you know, you're going to get the most out of Devin Witherspoon when you get there. And I'll play Pete Carroll here in a second, but um, just one of the best stories we've covered. And we've covered a lot of good stories, man, but no one could have predicted this rise, whether it was Lovey Smith, Kinoto Hudson, Devin Witherspoon. Uh, but what a story it is to watch. Yeah, it really is. And it's not, I think the thing that when you zoom out with him, just, this isn't somebody with how do you like he's not Christian Gonzalez athletic, right? Like Christian right. Gonzalez is this over the moon athlete that that's not to knock him. Like being athletic is really cool and it helps you do a lot of things in life. I I, don't, I think you and I probably don't have the greatest grip of what that would feel like. But uh, yeah, Christian like Gonzalez is ninety. Yeah, Christian Gonzalez is like 99th percentile athlete, length, size, speed. Like oh, and Devin Witherspoon's really good. Like his RAS score or whatever is really good, but it's not you know, Christian Gonzalez level. Right. And so you got a kid who you just worked and that's not saying no one else in the draft worked. They all did. Obviously that's why they're there, but he, he just made the most of what he had. He's skinny. Uh, Kinoto Hudson told me they called him string bean because the picture that, <laughs> that has now made its way around that you took when he arrived at training camp. Come on, man, that doesn't look like four years later, that guy's going to be a draft pick, but he worked his butt off. And when you talk to Aaron Henry or Ryan Walters or Brett Bielema or Kinoto Hudson, the story with him is, man, this guy just like he works and he studies. Do you remember how many times Aaron Henry during the season would tell us that, oh, yeah, I was up like Spoon was in on film. He knows what they're doing this and this. And you know, look, some of that's coach speak because you're never going to be like, yeah, this guy's never seen a second of film in his life. But like there, there was a lot of reality to, to that, obviously. And you just pair that with, the, the grind. I mean, it, it's not easy to do this. And I, I think all of those come together where, I mean, th there's been better athletes to be drafted, but this guy worked very, very, very hard from the second he got on campus to, to get there. Yeah. And if Seattle Seahawks fans come across this on YouTube or something like what you're getting is one of the most feisty competitive players I've ever seen. Um, so he is a little undersized. Um, he's not a sauce Gardner level, like measurables and all of that, but you know, a guy that probably gets come to a lot is Denzel Ward, who's been was a really good cornerback in the NFL for a really long time. And I think Devin Witherspoon uh, could be that, but uh, he's also just incredibly dedicated to his craft. And you're mentioning it like the highlight that went first, we knew it was the moment it happened <laughs> that Indiana play, he was sitting back in cover two and he read the play. 
because that was from film study. He knew what the play was, and that's how hard he works and, and how much he dives into film. He's a very high IQ player as well. So I, I just think you're getting a guy who's incredibly hungry, doesn't come from anything. Right, him and his mom making it this far is an unbelievable story. He's going to make more than thirty million dollars on this contract with the chance to earn more after that. Um, it all led to this moment, and I don't think that's going to change now that he's got his money that that he got there. It's just how he's wired. Um, he's just the most competitive dude on the field. Now the questions with, with Devin are. You know, how does he do against the top-level competition? He played some good wide receivers in the Big Ten, but he never played Ohio State. Um, but when he did play Trey Palmer, he shut him down. Trey Palmer's going to get drafted. When he did play Charlie Jones, he mostly shut him down. Um, you know, he played some good wide receivers. Jaden Reed against Michigan State mostly shut him down when he was on him. Uh, he's played press coverage. He's played zone coverage. Lovey Smith was a zone coverage guy. Ryan Walters, now the head coach at Purdue, was the Illinois defense coordinator. Um, they they press man uh, the entire time. So uh, I just think they're getting a great player, Joey, that, that can do a lot of things. He could play nickel, but I would imagine he's going to be starting week one for Seattle. Yeah, there's a couple things I want to build on. You, you talked about the, the contract value. We were talking about this yesterday. The next time he signs his name, presumably, um, unless some kid wants an autograph on his way somewhere here or there, he's going to have $20 million sitting in his bank account after that. That's a $20 million signing bonus. That's that's life-changing. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable uh, how much that moment – and, like, it's – Look, we're talking like tens of millions of dollars. So falling to six or seven or whatever, you're still getting a lot of money. Twenty million bucks. Uh, the, the next time he signs in, it's unbelievable, Jeremy. Uh, the press conference after total disaster, by the way. I mean, just an, an absolute tire fire. It, it yeah. What, what is it? What does it remind you of? Is like media day for Dude, Big Ten. I don't even. Media day for Big Ten is at least like passably enjoyable. This was just everybody. Do you, do you really, I've got a lot of rants. Um, yes, go for it. Uh, do you like the rain? That was my favorite one of a guy from Florida. Uh, if anybody's been from Florida, it rains a lot. In Florida. Dude, these things, it's, it's literally, I, I'm 31. I'll be 32 next month. So I'm not like some, I am kind of a cranky old man, but yes, yes, you are. like, this is just TikToks. That's all people wanted was just videos and just throwing anything at the wall. Do you like the rain? Are you going to be the number one cornerback over Tariq Woolen? Devin Witherspoon goes, I don't know. He's not even in Seattle yet. How in, how in God's creation would he know? And someone said, have you talked to Richard Sherman? He said, no. They said, would you like to? And he goes, yeah, it's Richard Sherman. Like it's, but it, there were just nuggets of like decent – now there really weren't decent questions. There were nuggets of information – and he, they asked him about going up against some of those top wide receivers uh, in, in the NFC West, the, the Cooper Cups, the yeah. – uh, oh, God, who am I missing from San Francisco? I mean, Debo Samuel. Debo yeah. Samuel. They've got some receivers out there, and he said, yeah. I mean, I mean every day he's going to be going against uh, DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett, right? So the long-winded way back is he's like, I get to cover this guy every day. Uh, like, And there's a physical difference there, which also there's a physical difference pretty much with anyone next to DK Metcalf. But, like, that is – that's iron type of iron yeah. thing, man. And, and that's, that's good for him. And look, he's going to rise to the occasion. I, I would bet. I think we might've lost Joey. So I'm going to mute him for a second. I want to play meek uh, Pete Carroll, um, who just said unbelievable things uh, about Devin Witherspoon. So Joey, hold on. We'll get back to you. You broke up there a little bit, but uh, here's Pete Carroll talking about Devin Witherspoon. Devin Witherspoon is, He's a 
rare player. And uh, we've been through this draft just to, since the years we've been here. We haven't seen a guy like this. And, uh, you know, we have not drafted corners high and, and just because we haven't come across a guy that, of this, this makeup. And it's really uh, it's his athletic ability. It's his speed. It's, it's his playmaking. It's his mentality. Uh, I haven't come across a guy like this in a long time. Last time I, I – I, I recognize this kind of makeup was uh, back at SC when we had a guy that you guys may know, Troy Palomalo was a guy ordinary the way he played the game. And I, I saw this connection between, uh, uh, you know, what Devin does and how he looks at the game and how he approaches it that um, just knocked me out. And so I'm I just, uh, just really excited about this. He's physically tough. He's got an attitude. He's going to bring it. He's going to fit in right with our guys. And uh, that's a, a, it's a great matchup for us. Um, there you go. Um, obviously very excited about the guy they take at, uh, number five and, and you gotta be, if you're going to take him at number five, I mean, Joey, they took, they took him over Jalen Carter and, and, and Jalen Carter would have been great, uh, on any defensive front is, but the red flags obviously were, were too much for them for Detroit surprised me. They trade down and, and, you know, some people argue about taking Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell. Those are two good football players. Raiders passed on him. Um, the Bears obviously passed on him, but uh, they obviously felt really convicted uh, about Devin Witherspoon. And this this isn't a surprise. Seattle Seattle showed up in force at both pro days, from what we saw. And I think they have multiple scouts at, at Devin Witherspoon's individual pro day. I know they were talking with Aaron Henry during the uh, pro day in March when Devin couldn't go. Uh, so they showed high interest. So I thought it was either Detroit. I thought Detroit was the most likely. The bettings said that. And I think Detroit wanted him because they traded out after he wasn't there. But uh, Seattle always was a potential destination. And, man, what a good fit I think it is for Devin Witherspoon. Yeah, and I'm pretty confident that he took it one of those top 30 visits to Seattle. Um, some of our life, Jeremy, is – is kind of snooping around Instagram to see he had a an Instagram story from uh, that that area, the Washington State area, before the draft. So he I, he was out there. It does appear Detroit. Don't think they were very happy uh, with Seattle because that was the very logical landing spot for him, and they traded back. Maybe kind of didn't have the best results after that, depending on on what you you think of how it all went down. But yeah, I, it was pretty interesting jeremy to, to watch it because at some point like we can talk about this like in stages is kind of how we saw where devin wilson was going to go like right after the season like this guy's probably a first round pick and and the buzz and the mock drafts and, and the people who know way more than you and i um about intel in the nfl had backed that up and then as you got a few months after that it was climbing in the first round and then it became hey this guy's a top 10 pick and that it that held true and to your point about Jalen Carter, go ahead, go ahead. Shout out Walter Football that had Devin Witherspoon. I think he's a first-round pick in the preseason. I was like, ooh, I thought he was mid-round kind of guy. I thought he had more to prove. But he obviously went out dominated. Um, I mean, the numbers, he gave up, what, 22 receptions for 200 yards on 60-something targets this year. He just completely shut down that side of the field. He wasn't tested that often, but when he was, he had 14 pass breakups, three interceptions. So he almost – I think he had more pass breakups and uh, interceptions is, is allowed receptions at one point this season. So it was unbelievable what he was able to do. Um, this past season, but the way he shot up the boards and, and this wasn't the best draft class, but I just think his reliability and you just know what you're getting out of Devin Witherspoon and the fact that Seattle that's 
been pretty good at drafting here. Um, took him at number five. I, I think says a lot about how the NFL feels about him. And I remember, you know, Johnny Newton was tearing it up early in the season. Seth Coleman tearing it up. Keith Randolph tearing it up early in the season. And and our American linebacker analyst, Jay Lehman, came on and said, Devin Witherspoon's the best player on this team. Uh, he said he, he's an NFL player. He's a potential first-round pick. And I, that's when I started thinking, oh, maybe this is possible because if this guy, all-American linebacker, Jay Lehman, who had some cups of coffee in the NFL, if he thinks that of Devin, um, I'm sure the NFL guys think that too. Yeah, I mean, I've got to put my hand up. I, we, we got a buddy who I know he's on our, our message boards and the subscriber, and he said he sent me the Walter football thing and, and like way earlier than I thought was like realistic. And I said, dude, I don't know. And I, I think I'm probably on the hook financially. I said, I'll pay your kids way through college if that happens. So I I do have some financial obligations to him. But the, I mean, the point is, we didn't see that coming, man, um, for him to go up into that spot. And well, yeah, you're right. Walter football was on it. Very early, very correctly. Uh, one more point about Jalen Carter. We had availability on, what's today, Friday. So Wednesday, I would Joel Klatt. Someone had asked, I think it was Detroit, uh, one of the Detroit team reporters, and they were asking about corners because obviously Detroit basically had a sign-up that said, hey, we would like to take a cornerback. Um, here, Devin Witherspoon was a likely pick. And he said, Seattle at five is going to be interesting because if they don't take Jalen Carter, that'll tell you what teams think of Jalen Carter. And if they don't take Jalen Carter, the, the arrow would probably point to a cornerback. And it played out exactly um, as Joel Klatt had discussed there. So that was – Seattle was kind of – I mean, obviously, like, Houston made it very interesting at two and three. Uh, but Seattle was kind of the point where – because obviously Indianapolis was taking a quarterback. Obviously Carolina was taking a quarterback. And Seattle was like, well, what's going to happen here? Like, how's this going to play out? And – played out with a top five pick from Illinois, which still feels very bizarre to say yeah. out loud, Jeremy, but wow, man. Wow. It's really, I mean, the first in a lot of Illinois fans consciousness. I mean, if you're a millennial, um, you probably don't remember Hardy and Rice going number two and number three back in 1996. I mean, he's one of four players in the common drafter. So that's since the AFL and NFL merged, right? In 1967 to have gone in the top five, it's Hardy at number two in 96, Simeon Rice at number three in 96 and Jeff George at number one in, in 1990. Devin Witherspoon is now part of that group. And now he's top five. Some other guys that went uh, this high in the NFL draft, Dick Buckus, number three, 1965. And uh, Joe Rutkins, who can forget number three back in 1961. Uh, so an amazing, amazing feat uh, for him to accomplish, Joey. And just an amazing sell for the Illini football program now. I mean, Kenoto Hudson and Lovey Smith deserve a lot of credit for being in on this one to bring in Devin Witherspoon. And, you know, even though he was 150 pounds soaking wet when he showed up, uh, he made an immediate impact, whether it was special teams, whether it was running down the Wisconsin wide receiver and that upset to help Illinois win that upset like that's when you knew he was special and he was starting in the bowl game uh when he was a freshman then just gradually got better but he really took off under Aaron Henry now the defense coordinator uh, at Illinois Ryan Walters and Brett Bielma and when you got Sidney Brown Kirby Joseph is already in the NFL Sidney Brown's going to be in the NFL likely after today Quan Martin's going to be in the NFL likely after today that's a heck of a sell in that secondary for Aaron Henry and Brett Bielma yeah, before we get into that, there are going to be three programs using Devin Witherspoon as a recruiting pitch. Kinoto Hudson is without question going to be using that at, at Ole Miss. Ryan Walters is going to be using that at Purdue. But for the sake of this podcast, we should talk about the fact that Illinois is going to be using that a lot. And they should. 
that, that's a you, you don't get a better pitch than that. I mean, that, that's a pitch you've got to throw out there. And I asked Brett Bieleman yesterday about that. I said, what's, how, how do you maximize this? Um, obviously, it's a great day for him. So you don't want to like sound like you're taking away from that, but how, how does your program capitalize on this? And I'm pretty sure if they were able to FaceTime recruits from the green room, I'm guessing that happened. I'm guessing they, there were pictures sent from the green room. I, I'm guessing the picture that Aaron Henry tweeted out of, of all those guys went to every defensive back on their board in the class of 24 to whatever the heck they can they can talk to those other guys, 27, you know, whatever the case is. That That's a pitch, man. And you've got to it's, – it's not a one-off, and I think that will probably be maybe emphasized a little bit more today with, with as you mentioned, Sidney Brown and Quan Martin likely to go later tonight. It's a they've got a good track record and Lovey Smith and Ken Hudson and the former staff got these guys and they had some some with those guys but it really took off the last two years and doesn't get doesn't get to be a better recruiting pitch than that if you're Illinois and it's funny Jeremy we thought and there's a lot of truth to it oh the trenches they're gonna have all these because Brett Bielma's had a lot of offensive linemen drafted and he will without hesitation tell you that because he should tell you that it's a good pitch for him but here it is defensive backs right now is is the uh, uh, hottest recruiting pitch on, on a Brett Bielma team and look come on man we wouldn't have said that in December of 2020 when he got hired we would have been like all right every lineman get ready and, and now defensive backs is a hot one here knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling meeting new friends or just even to master a new skill But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, Devin Witherspoon is the first non-lineman of Brett Bielmas to go in the first round. His other first-round picks, Joe Thomas, Gabe Karimi, J.J. Watt, Kevin Zeitler, Travis Frederick, Frank Ragnow. This is the first skill position, quote-unquote, that he's had drafted in the first round. I think next year his highest-drafted guys will be linemen because you got Isaiah Adams, Johnny Newton, Keith Randolph, Julian Pearl. Uh, We'll see if Isaiah Williams, maybe Pat Bryant, can get in that mix. I'll have a piece later this week about the Illini's top uh, 2024 guys. I'd put Seth Coleman in that mix. You know, Gabe Ackes is going to come up uh, in a couple years as well. So um, Illinois is going to be a fixture here in the NFL draft. But this is a big day for Illinois, too. You got Sidney Brown, potentially a second or third round pick. Quan Martin, I think, can can go pretty early today, Joey. Um, so I, I think those two guys are 
pretty good, well locked. I would feel almost better about Quan being locked in today, today which is great because of his versatility. Uh, but Sidney Brown clearly uh, had an unbelievable year. And, you know, we were told this uh, leading into the draft process. Illinois was told by the NFL midway through the season, like, we really like Sidney Brown, but we, we need to see him cover more. And they put him in situations to cover more. Like, I, I think Ryan Walters and Aaron Henry did a great job with Devin Witherspoon. He, he played wherever the best wide receiver was. Like, he blanketed him across the field. So, you got to see him in the nickel sometimes in the slot. You got to see him on the outside. Sidney Brown, they had to start covering some everywhere uh, late in the season. Had six interceptions over the last six games, including a couple pick sixes. Like, uh, that's a great job by the staff, um, putting his guy, their guy in a position to succeed and show out to the next level. And then Quan Martin uh, just really emerged the last couple years. Uh, he had a good freshman year where he had a couple, a couple interceptions, but inconsistent early on in his career. But again, inconsistent this, place to play. They yes. moved him everywhere, which has now. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that that has now been a really attractive pitch to NFL teams. But that wasn't very attractive early in his career. That guy was struggling to find the right spot that fit him, and just killed it at the combine. Uh, all these guys really did incredibly well. The Brown brothers and. Um, you know, Quan Martin just killed it at the combine. So Tank Wright, who's been at the draft, is going to be here in Canada tonight with the Brown brothers, uh, has done an unbelievable job. It's another great sell. Like you come to Illinois, not only develop you on the field, but off the field so that you can be better on the field. So Tank Wright uh, is certainly proving himself as a really good strength and conditioning coach. Not a surprise coming from the Michigan coaching tree. I think it's Herbert uh, at Michigan. That's a really, really good strength coach. Um, so yeah, man, this is going to be a good day. And I don't chase just the position he plays, but um, running back apparently valued again with two top guys in the in the top twelve. I love Bajan Robinson. I love Jameer Gibbs, but we'll see if Chase Brown can sneak into the late uh, part of day two. But uh, I would imagine he goes fourth or fifth at the very worst. Yeah, uh, you're in Canada, obviously. Uh, that's out there. Um, I would imagine what it's going to be is today's going to be Sydney Day, and tomorrow's going to be Chase Day in Canada, and which. You want a better story be, would be if they went both days. Or it both would, but it's also kind day. of fitting they have their own yeah. um, um, moments. The big question, Jeremy, is are you and Tank going to exchange workout uh, tips and tricks? I, I'm, I might ask him. If, if there's some time, I would imagine we're going to be you know, waiting a little while for at least one of these guys to go tonight. Maybe I'll uh, ask Tank for, for some tips. Um, maybe I'll ask a push him push-up contest wanna... for, for content. Ain't, ain't going to happen. <laughs> His name's Tank, man. Oh, don't Tank. tell Jeremy. Don't say the name Jeremy under. You and Lovey almost had a, a push-up contest. I, I don't know I why offered, you would just throw that away because it's a new staff. I offered to Lovey. Uh, I think Lovey would have beat me, but uh, I think I would have given him a run. But uh, yeah, I might ask him. Uh, but yes, Tank Wright is going to be up here along with Brett Bielma. So that's going to be really cool. They're having a draft party at a house here um, just outside of London, Ontario. And of course, the NFL Network did a great docuseries TSN up here, uh, which is basically the ESPN of Canada, did a huge feature on them as well. Um, the story is now well told, but what a story it is. Uh, again, of talent plus perseverance plus opportunity plus people helping them along the way. This is why I love doing these, Joe. It's why it's fun for you to be there, um, why it's fun to watch Kendrick Green go through this, obviously, when you were there. But for me, this is going to be one of the first opportunities to, to see guys in person get drafted uh, and to have two of them and the brothers and knowing their story and having their mom and their grandmother right there and the whole community. Um, I'm not sure if the Yateses will be up here with their host family in Florida, but um, two of the best kids I've covered the Brown brothers. So to, to be able to witness that is, is truly going to be a privilege. I don't, I wish I had like 
not even like content advice. I, I've done two. It's, it's a really cool thing. I, Kendrick Green, two years ago, and uh, Vidarian Lowe's last season. It's so hard. Like, obviously, you take videos because it's a moment, and you it's our job to, to capture that moment and share, but it still doesn't do it justice because I think everybody knows, like, those guys aren't finding out first when the commissioner or whoever, you know, goes up there and says, this is who it's going to be. Like, there's a call. And then, like, any time the phone, like, dings or rings, and it could be, oh, man, <laughs> Kendrick Green's, um, Lovey called him. And at that point, Lovey was the coach of the text. And look, I know how a lot of people feel about Lovey. That dude cared about his guys. Yeah. He, he really cared. So he was calling Kendrick, Kendrick to just check in. How are you? Well, at that moment in time, it's like, am I being drafted by the Texans? <laughs> and, and he was not, obviously. He went to the Steelers. And a very similar thing happened with Vidarian Lowe last year. I, I wish I remembered the team. But an offensive line coach called and was like, hey, I really like you. But they didn't take him. It's like, man, I maybe don't call. I'd rather <laughs> not get that call, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, so, I mean, it's kind of a funny story. But, like, it, it's so tense, man. And, and, and tense in a good way because you want to know where you're going to play and you want to know – that your dream is going to be realized, but any move, it feels like any pin drop or sudden movement, everyone's like, is this it? Is this a team? Uh, it, it's a really cool experience. We're lucky as hell to do this and yeah. be able to go to these things and capture those moments. And you know, those guys let us in. Yes. They don't have to do that. They don't have to yeah. do that at all. And, and they do. And it's a, it's a really, really cool thing, man. Yeah. Don't take that for granted. We appreciate these guys. Um, you know, it's, it's been an honor to cover some of these guys, right, and, and watch their journey. It's so fun to, to watch these guys achieve their dreams. We'll, we'll wrap up here very shortly, Joy, but there's also going to be an interesting day three for, for several guys because they're going to end up on NFL rosters. But do they get drafted? Um, for, are they priority free agents? I think Calvin Avery and, um, you know, Brett Bielan hasn't mentioned him a lot, but I think Avery and Palcheski are the guys that have a chance to go late. And then Isaac Darkangel will end up on an NFL roster, which – Amazing story within itself. Uh, Kendall Smith has a chance, which guy was in the transfer portal 16 months ago, right? Um, And, you know, got guys like Tommy DeVito, Alex Pilstrom, another great story. So the journey (laughs) is just beginning for all these guys. And we've seen guys like Justin Hardy become a Pro Bowl special teamer who go undrafted. A guy like Malik Turner sticking the league for a really long time despite being undrafted. So Tony um, Adams last year. Tony, yeah, yeah. It's almost a surprise Tony Adams can, didn't get drafted by the Jets, given how much money they gave him uh, to, to get him in the building. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be – even if those guys don't hear their names called, their dreams are going to come true because they're about to sign an NFL contract at some point. Yeah, man, it, it's really – I just as you were naming them off and I'm sitting here like, that's a story too. That's a story. We can quickly – I, I don't want to belabor all, all of this, Jeremy, but let's talk about the ones that we said, oh, that's a really, really good story. Isaac Tarkangelo, walk on. Just shot a shot in the Big Ten. Um, he turned into the leading tackler and is probably going to find his way to an NFL camp. Kirby Joseph was Lovey's first recruit. He and Ricky Smalling, as you well know. Oh, uh, Kendall Smith, yeah. Kendall, Kendall Smith, I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, it's 9.15, man. I know it's 10.15 in Wernerville here, but it's 9.15 for me. Eastern time um, zone is a load of – Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. Crap, by the way. I don't know how you people live out it's, here. It's, it's perfect. Um, K- Kendall Smith, thank you. First recruit for Lovey didn't offensively defensively didn't really find any rhythm um for, for the first five years of his career four years he, he was a, a dime package guy uh in, in their first season at illinois but look at him now i mean his numbers are there he's going to test well he has tested well and then alex pilstrom walk on tight end 
who looked like he could have been taken away by a, a, a gust of wind at Memorial <laughs> Stadium, puts on weight, starts to, you know, ends up at guard in that COVID year, ends up at tackle when Vidarian logos dinner, and he's going to find his way into a camp, a walk-on, literally a walk-on tight end who didn't snap until the December before the season he became a center and had to eat everything under the sun in Glen Allen to maintain the weight. Just like, that's the fun part about this is to see those stories. And you're right. I'm glad you mentioned those guys because they're guys who probably haven't gotten all the attention because they're, they're going to be undrafted guys in all likelihood, but yeah. man, they're, they're going to get that opportunity to go in there and you can do something with that. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to mention, like, it's not a surprise. Calvin Avery would be uh, an NFL prospect. He was a four-star prospect, but the fact that he became one last year uh, because, you know, he didn't quite live up to that hype, the weight getting it under control, but he had some dominance at times last year, and he's really an underrated part of that defense. Um, he's, he's a nose tackle. He's not going to provide a lot of pass rush value, but uh, for a team that runs a 3-4, he's going to get an opportunity, and we'll see what he makes of it. And Alex Belcheski wouldn't have been a surprise to me. Of all these offensive linemen that have been drafted, after 2018, I would have told you Alex Belcheski has the chance to go highest. Uh, obviously, Kendall, uh, you know, Kendall Green turned into that, but um, – yeah, I, I think he's got a great chance uh, to, to latch onto a team. It would be great if he can get drafted, be the fifth guy from that 2018 offensive line from a bad team uh, to be drafted. It means a lot but, to him. Yeah, to come back from a knee injury like that, which could have been devastating for some guys, um, it would mean a lot to him. Uh, before we get out of here, Joey, I'll, I'll weigh in on my Bears, uh, their draft, but uh, you didn't take the wide receiver. Green Bay sticking to what they do, but – Dude, Lucas Van Ness, I, I covered him as a recruit a little bit. I was there the day Lovey Smith offered at a camp at Lindenwood in St. Louis. Boy, that guy's gotten big and nasty ever since then. So what do you think of Van Ness? Yeah, I'm excited for that. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry if I cut you off. This uh, hotel internet, Jeremy, not <laughs> – yeah, <laughs> here we are trying to fight through this horrific hotel internet. I like it. Look, part of me, I mean, wanted a wide receiver. I've said that for as long as I can remember. Uh, the Packers are going to do what the Packers are going to do. And I'm glad there is no, like, oh, he's gone. We're doing it in regards to Aaron Rodgers. Van Ness, like I saw, I think ESPN said maybe it was a reach. I don't care. If you believe, like, at this point, Green Bay defensively has drafted in a way that's like, if you believe in your valuations and, and go for it and, and go get him and go get your guy. Uh, it wasn't a sexy pick, I will say, and I'm not really like that guy who's like Aaron Rodgers, the worst now because he doesn't play for my football team. Part of me was hoping that the Jets would take Will Levis just to watch the chaos um, surround. It didn't. It they did. They didn't do that, and it didn't make sense for them to do it. Uh, but there was a little part of me that was like, I don't know, I could get a good laugh yeah. as I sit in this press conference. People ask the worst questions ever asked to, to players after their lives changed. I needed a comic relief in that moment. Yeah. So as a Bears fan, obviously the story is they passed on Jalen Carter, right? Like that, that is that you pass, you pass potentially on the most talented prospect in this class, but so did so many other smart franchises. Detroit passed on him. Like the fact that Detroit, which was just a bonus pick from the Rams passed on him, traded down to get a running back who I really liked Jameer Gibbs, but you took a running back at number 12. Um, I think that says a lot about what they thought about Jalen Carter, the fact that the Raiders that need talent, the fact that Seattle, which could have used a, a guy like that. 
I think he was off their board, um, which I can understand. There's a lot of red flags there. So the enticement is there, but I think he landed in the best situation. So even if he succeeds, I think it's because he's in a great situation and the Philadelphia Eagles are in a completely different spot than the Bears. So I'm okay, at least on the surface of passing I got with that kind of red flags. And we got we traded down, got an extra pick next year um, to, to still get a guy. Um, they needed an offensive lineman to protect Justin Fields. He needed a right tackle specifically because Braxton Jones proved himself as a pretty good left tackle in the NFL as a, as a rookie fifth rounder. Uh, so you would imagine he only continues to get better. And Darnell Wright is a dancing bear, to pardon the pun, but 6'5", 330, 350, uh, gets after a former five-star prospect. The pedigree is there. So that made sense to me. But I'm more interested. Like, I always thought the Bears were going to take an offensive line. I really didn't care which one they took. I'll leave that up to Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham, who played offensive line, who have drafted and developed offensive line really well. Today interests me more because they have those three picks in the top 64 here. Um, they got to add defensive linemen, got to add an edge rusher maybe a corner. I love Jaden Reed from Michigan State, so I wouldn't be upset if they drafted him towards the end, but they might need another interior offensive lineman, whether it's Joe Tipman or whoever it is. So uh, I'm fascinated by that. I Detroit had one of the most fascinating drafts, Jameer Gibbs uh, after the trade down and Jack Campbell. I like both those players, even if they're not the value picks everyone looks for with running back and linebacker. But Houston taking over that draft, Joey, that was – what was it like to be there with, with Houston making that move, Arizona trading back up, Detroit trading down? That was that was a phenomenal reality television last night. Yeah, the thing here's the thing, like we weren't near the stage and, and the way news brokers work, like this hits Twitter and then three minutes later it, it's on TV. So it's kind of like you're in the media room and slowly some people find out and some people aren't on Twitter, which is totally res- it, on Twitter that night in that moment because I, I know you consume the draft in a similar manner after Devin Witherspoon. Do you want to see it in real time? But yeah, it was kind of like that. They did what now? Houston did did what? And then to be honest with you, after uh, Devin Witherspoon went number five, then it became just – I don't know that I could tell you. I know the Packers took Van Ness, and I know the Bears took a, a right tackle. I, I don't know how much more I could tell you because you're just so <laughs> – like, these are your steps. This is what you, you do work-wise. But it was Houston. What a splash, man. What a splash. Yeah. Uh, fun as always. This is uh, just such a fun weekend. Um, Will Levis slips. I'm not surprised given the way the back half of that first round, there's not a lot of teams that needed quarterbacks like Tennessee. Once he went past there, I was like, I, this guy's in for a long night. Um, and, you know, people that bet him to go one or two, like I don't think they watched him play college football, to be honest. I, he really struggled this past year. So I know that's a huge storyline to see where he goes tonight, but to have this many Illini in the mix uh, going into day two is a lot of fun and just a historic night for, for Devin Witherspoon and Illinois. So uh, we will talk some basketball. I got Isaac Trotter and Derek Piper coming on the podcast next week. We will talk all about Ray J Dennis, the Toledo point guard entering the transfer portal. He would be ideal guys. And Illinois is going to be very, very involved We'll see how quickly this goes, if he does go through the draft process. But he's really good. Like, I think he can make – he's a different player, but I think he can make a Jameer Young-type impact at a Big Ten school, Joey. Plug him in. He's going to be one of the best players on the team if Illinois is able to land him. So, yes, you're going very hard after Ray J. Dennis. I think Illinois fans, if you land him, should be very excited because he's just – 
His assist to turnover ratio is insane. He makes everyone better, but he can also score at every level. Uh, he's a guy that's got a chance to play at the NBA. I don't know if he's going to be an NBA draft pick, obviously, but um, what a rise he's had in his career going from Boise State to Mac Player of the Year, Toledo, to now going to be at the Power 5 level, whether it's Illinois or not. But I think Illinois has got a great chance. Yeah, a lot of interest there. There's, you're exactly right. Everything you said, Jeremy, that's – Illinois needs – I don't think at this point any – fan of Illinois or anybody who consumes Illinois basketball can can say yeah they, they need a point guard like you need a point guard every year but the way they like to run things they just run so much better with, with that experience before we get out of here Jeremy I do want to say I, I want to ask two things yes. one I know you're professional and I know you're not going to do it but will you get caught up in the go pack go if the Packers take Sydney Brown tonight I will be very happy for Sydney Brown I will not say go pack go Will you text me that? I won't screenshot it. No. That's you know, I do have to say this, Joey. My first NFL jersey ever was a Green Bay Packers jersey, Sterling Sharp. I loved Sterling Sharp. Before I became a Bears fan, I was a big Sterling Sharp fan. Uh, Typical. Don't ask me Jump why. on the Bears. I loved Jump green. on the Bears bandwagon. I loved green. It was my favorite color as a kid. Uh, Sterling Sharp, the name, and I loved wide receivers. Like I liked Ricky Henderson in baseball, even though I was a White Sox fan. Like I just loved the way he played, speed, all that. Um, in the green and in green and gold of uh, the Oakland days, always stuck out to me. So uh, Sterling Sharp was my first jersey. I wore it so much it was uh, the numbers were like peeling off of it. So I should have stuck to my guns. <laughs> Stayed a Packers fan, to be honest with you. Shouldn't have jumped on the Bears bandwagon, Jeremy. The the, the long known successful franchise of that is the Chicago Bears. There's still time. There's still time. We can get you to come around uh, and, and come to Green Bay. And my, my second, because uh, I know we have some Seattle fans who probably don't understand any of what we're joking about yeah. right now because they don't know. Favorite Devin Witherspoon trash talk moment? Uh, Trey Palmer had terrible quarterbacks in Nebraska and uh, not and good coach. coaching staff in Nebraska. <laughs> And Trey Palmer could not get open against Devin Witherspoon. Trey Palmer's probably going to go fourth, fifth round, sixth round, maybe. Um, he's going to be an NFL player. Um, threw it out of bounds. Devin Witherspoon was in tight coverage, and Devin just so. did the crybaby uh, thing at him. So, I, yeah, the trash talk is is unbelievable from Devin Witherspoon. So that was Aaron Henry's favorite as well. He told us on Devin's pro day. And at one point the ref came over and like talked to him like, Hey dude, like you can't do this. Like you gotta, you gotta cool down. And as soon as that happened, Aaron said, I thought the flag was coming out. Uh, And look, to be honest, it's pretty reasonable flag to throw on that one. That's one Uh, thing he's got to get under control is he he can get uh, some flag called. I'm some controversial. Right. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot coach that out of him. He had, I think, 11 penalties this past year. Some of them were very controversial and cost Illinois some big games, including against Purdue, which was a very controversial call. But he can't get handsy, right? But you, you don't coach that out of him because that's what makes – that's his superpower is yeah. his aggressiveness. Yeah, I think my favorite um, – that's probably number one because you just watch it in real time and you're like, is he – is he making a crybaby face right now in the middle of a game? But I don't I don't remember where you were standing, but you remember – the. Uh, Brett Bielma, this coaching staff's first year at Virginia, was that game horrific. I mean, horrific. Virginia absolutely cooked them, and and I'm certain they let them know that they did that during the course of a game. So when Virginia came back, a much different team, a much worse team. When they came to Champaign the next year. But they returned their quarterback. They returned all their wide receivers, a couple guys who have NFL potential. So that was 
was still a big matchup because they're passing. It was. The coaching staff was much worse. Yes. And yeah. like, obviously, the game plan was not as good. The offensive line was way worse, but it was still a huge matchup for that secondary. It was. And Devin Witherspoon, I remember it was, uh, I cannot think of the wide receiver's name off the top of my head, but that was like the, the one you, you starred. Like, what's Devin Witherspoon? Dontavian Wicks is there. Billy Kemp right. was there. Yeah. It was Wicks and Witherspoon delivered. But we're allowed to go down to the field with like six or so minutes left in the game to, to start making our way to the press conferences. And this was a total blowout at this point. And the starters are, are still in trying to preserve the shutout. And there, there's an incomplete pass in the end zone towards us. And, and the Virginia, do you remember this? The Virginia player kind of stayed down and with his spoon. And, Come on, get up, get up, get up. And it's just letting him have it. And I'm like, dude, this might be a flag. Like, this is a blowout, and you are just not stopping. But like we said, man, that, that makes him that makes him who he is, and he's probably gonna. There's gonna be some some shots on Fox or CBS of him and a receiver face to face jawing because that's who he is. They said, "Who are you most excited to cover?" This has been his answer since the combine. He goes, "Everyone." It's like, oh yeah, this dude does not. He doesn't back down. He does not back down. It's gonna be really fun to watch him on Sundays. I'm glad he's not in the NFC North. He does not give an F about nothing, Joey. Um, there he is. <laughs> he, uh, you got to have that mentality. Because if he, I mean, he got beat every once in a while, but it didn't, it didn't bring him down. Like we'd seen in the past, like Tony Adams would get down on himself. Um, Nate Hobbs at times would get down on himself. But like Devin Witherspoon, you don't got to worry about that. Uh, that. That's for sure. All right, Joey Ratner, thank you for waking up early this morning. I'm sure it was a late night in Kansas City. Uh, it was a late night in Canada because it's Eastern time zone, these crazy people. I don't know how they freaking do it. Um, but, yes, uh, great job with the story. I encourage everybody to go read Joey's stuff at Atlanta Inquirer about Devin Witherspoon. I also have a story, official visit primer, Trey Petty, quarterback out of uh, Starkville, Mississippi. Could only have a Starkville pipeline there. Uh, Luke Altmaier from there. Trey Petty backed him up as a freshman. You can read all about that. My confidence meter in Illinois being able to land him an early official visit. I think it's the first April official visit that I can remember covering for Illinois. So uh, check that out, Illini Inquirer. And, of course, I'll have more coverage from Canada. Any last thoughts, Joey? No, my internet's going out, and I think the pool's open. <laughs> it's about to be chaos down here. Hop in. Hop in. All right, for, oh, Joey Wagner, <laughs> for Joey Wagner, I'm Jeremy Warner. Everybody, thank you for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Thanks to our live YouTube streamers. Give us a like on your way out. That really helps us out. Follow us. Subscribe to us. Hit the notifications bell. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts, and give us a rating and review as well. Check out all the latest at Illini Inquirer. But until next time, we'll talk some hoops. Maybe we'll talk more NFL draft. Uh, everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Bye, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.